Welcome Builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Hello, builders. Welcome to the Build Your Success Podcast today. This is a podcast where we try to build you so you can build others. We hope that you're building a business, building relationships, and just overall growing yourselves. So I am excited today to have a special guest. We have Joe Pons on the podcast with us today. Joe's an executive director, a coach, a trainer, and a head bottle washer. So we're going to have to get to the bottom of that before this podcast is over. But Joe is a uh, Baltimore native, having traveled much of his life being an Army and Coast Guard brat, uh, living most of the life within the state of Florida. Melbourne, Florida is his home and has been for over a decade. He's a graduate of the University of South Florida, Tampa. He earned his B.A. in criminology and spent 11 and a half years in law enforcement, both civilian and military, U.S. Army and Army Reserves. He's an avid reader a former CrossFitter, a lover of trivia, and he loves to travel. Of course, when things change, he wants to do more of that traveling. First of all, Joe, thanks for your service. Thank you. Thank you for hearing so. And welcome to the podcast today, man. It's great to have you here. Great to be here. Thank you for your invitation, Brian. So Joe and I met through a uh, sales boot camp we did together earlier this year, and our friend Joe Peachy introduced us and you know, we count him as a friend and a mentor. So uh, thanks. Thanks to Joe PG for introducing us. That's right. Shout yeah. out to our friend from the Sales Edge podcast. That's right. Thanks, Joe. Joe and Don PG. Absolutely. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you, what does leadership and being a leader mean to Joe Pons? We only have an hour, huh? <laughs> Actually, the, the uh, podcast is 20 to 30 minutes, so uh, okay. yeah, you got a very short amount of time to get this done. <laughs> uh, leadership for me is, quite frankly, leading by example. It's integrity, which is making your actions congruent with your words. We have a problem. Uh, some people like to lead by telling people what to do, and to me, that's not leadership. Uh, that's more closely related to being a tyrant. For me, leadership is self-development, getting yourself right first, and then leading others by example. Simple as that. I love that answer. And of course, you know, lead yourself first is always important. You know, you, you can't lead others if you haven't first led yourself. I also like that self-improvement and self-development. So that is uh, very interesting. So I want to dive into something you shared on your application here. You said you wanted to share the sharp contrast from leaving a military and paramilitary environment, which is both direct and calculating, to that of a relational and consultive form of leadership, which is supportive. I, I want to hear more about that's a That's a great sentence with a lot of meat in it. <laughs> yes. So let's get down to the bone, as they say. Coming from a military background, a lot of leadership has to do with very, very specific missions, very task-oriented goals. There's not a lot of room for uh, kumbaya, as, as we've, been, we've been taught, and you know how that goes. The fact is, is that in our world, we deal with all kinds of people. 
not just uh, direct types. Uh, you have lots of great leaders of all different types, but we tend to think of our leaders in the form of our, our, our more charismatic general types. Well, coming from that environment, I had to learn to change my ways. Yes, there's about 10% who they love it. I mean, that's their thing. Tell me what to do, give me the orders, and then let me run. Well, the other 90% just don't, uh, let's just say it doesn't work well for them. So what I had to do is to, instead of sitting across the table from people, get on the other side of the table and sit next to people. And that consultative way of dealing with folks is so much more effective than a dictative, authoritative approach to leadership. Wow. Yeah. And I can understand in our military settings at times, it's definitely going to have to be about just do what I'm telling you to do and, and move on. Uh, however, you know, as you've alluded to, that, that doesn't work in the other percentage of the world and where people want to know and understand and learn uh, before they just buy into what you're, you're asking them to do. I, I appreciate that. So you have another transition here, the story of your transition through illness and identifying a problem to finding a solution and starting your own business. It's enlightening and engaging. Sure. Short and sweet. About uh, nine years ago, nine, almost 10 years ago, I got sick. Uh, I was diagnosed with a lifelong illness. And at that particular point in time, I was a defense contractor. Uh, I spent five days and four nights in a local hospital because I couldn't get to the, to, to the local VA hospital. Uh, the fact is, is that uh, the VA will pay for it, and that's not a problem. Uh, the issue is, is that you have to get all of the bills incurred in a packet and send it to them. Anything left out of the packet, you're responsible for. Well, I wasn't going to be responsible for anything. So I went ahead and made my rounds. Long story short, the one receipt that I had a problem with was the medicine bill. The young lady said that she wasn't going to give it to me because nobody ever paid it. Well, we went back and forth. The, the explanation I gave her was that uh, it's really none of her business how it goes. I just need that receipt because I will have to pay for it. And the reason why I saw it was $6,000. I realized there was a problem. And you understand $6,000 a decade ago, what it would be today. So I made the transition out of defense contracting into creating my own business where I help people save money on their prescription medications. It's disheartening that this problem exists, but like most people, they understand that a business really is about creating solutions to a problem. And that's how I got started. And what's the name of that business, Joe? Well, our listeners can, can find that business. It's Canadian Meds, Canadian Meds of Melbourne. And, and what do you do with Canadian Meds? How do you help people through that endeavor? Simply put, I shop the world for you. It saves anywhere between 60 to 90% on your prescription medications. And that's not like, not just generics, that's name brand medications that you would get here. The fact is, is that it's the same medication you get here. You have the convenience of having it sent directly to you, no matter where you are in the United States. And I'm not going to get on any, any kind of political thing because that's not what we do. The fact is, is that you deserve to keep the money in your pocket. I don't give coupons or discounts. That money that you save at 60 to 90% stays in your pocket. 
I love the fact, you know, they say necessity is the mother of invention. And so I love the fact that you found that through a hardship for you, uh, that the, ex the great expense you saw and you said, hey, there's got to be a better way to do this. And you, and you created a business around it. Kudos to you, Joe. I just want the listeners to understand that's what you did and why you did it. So what are the other things you put here in the application? You said personal education and development, positive mindset, and basic timeless principles to succeed in growing one's business. These are the tools and techniques that you feel are important. Why do you feel these tools? And let's just go one at a time here. So, so personal education and development, why is that important to Joe? Well, like I mentioned before, it really does form the basis of leadership. Whether you're a solopreneur or you have a 50, 100 person company, you're, you're the example. People are looking at you, whether they be your clients or your employees. If you don't start with yourself, it doesn't matter. I firmly believe in reading. And now in 2020, reading has, has taken a, 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 a bigger definition. So now reading is not just having a book with physical paper pages. You know, you have the electronic devices like the Kindle. You also have audible ebooks, that sort of thing. So my belief is that you should exceed the average of one book a year. I yeah, think that, that. that that is that's low. Uh, that's low to anybody's standard. You should be in at least one book per month and at least one book per quarter in your particular expertise. So if you're a baker, if you're a podcaster, uh, whatever you do, that should be your goal. Yeah, I like that focus on whatever your your, your skill or your skill set is to, to, to take some training in that environment, learn from that, get a, get a book on that every quarter. That's great advice, Joe. I appreciate that. So the next thing you said was a positive mindset. I probably should have put this one first because it's my favorite. I think it's the one that really changes life for people. So let's talk about this positive mindset. I have a motto, a creed, if you will. And it's kind of a tagline. People that associate it with me don't have a great day. Make it a great day. I firmly believe in that. Waking up with a spirit of gratitude is absolutely a must. Coming from an environment where you see tragedy all the time, you tend to get jaded and it's easy to do so. The fact is, is that when you start to, to deal with just like we were talking about self-development, you begin to realize that there's a lot to be grateful for. That positivity that you bring brings positive things to you. It gets you out of bed in the morning with a smile. Work tends not to be work-like because you love what you do. I firmly believe that when it comes to positive positivity and positive thinking, that is what really creates a difference between successful people and people who just do all right. See, anyone can do 40 hours a week, but entrepreneurs are the people who will do 80 hours a week so they don't have to do 40 hours a week. And they do it with a smile on their face. That's where positivity comes in. We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Build Consulting Services. Are you ready to reduce workplace conflict? reduce employee turnover, and increase your productivity? If you're ready to put Brian to work for your company, give him a call at 863-800-9658 or email him at brianb at buildcs.net. Now, back to today's episode. Well, 
No doubt, man. So, so tell us one thing that, that Joe's grateful for today. I love that idea, getting up and being grateful. So what are you grateful for today? Right now, I'm grateful for the fact that I can help your listeners grow. Uh, it's an opportunity for me to serve in just a different way than I usually do every single day. That's good. So there was another thing you hear, basic, timeless principles to succeed. Share a few of those with our listeners. What, what are some of the timeless principles you use in growing your business? Well, one of them is priority and time management. Time management, I think, is a little bit of a misnomer because we all have time and time will flow whether you manage it or not. It's ourselves that need to be managed. So it's our priorities that really need to be put into a proper perspective. If you read Gina Wickman's Traction, it's a great place to start. It talks about rocks, uh, different size rocks, and putting things into priority where, as a, uh, as a perspective, you want to take the things that are, are most important to your business, most important to your life, put them in big groups, and do those things first. Everything else will follow. People confuse productivity and activity. There's a big difference there. There's also the mindset, the issue where people say, well, you know, I'm positive. Indeed, it's a relative thing. But are you truly positive? Are you just saying that so that way you can kind of get over? Again, it's a leadership thing. Transitioning from the employee to the entrepreneur mindset, when you're ready to make that transition, there's some things you got to do. For one, moving from the punch card to the stopwatch. Because like I said, you know, we got people who, and you know who they are. We're not saying anybody on this podcast is like that, but you know who they are. The people who show up late and leave early every single day. They take two hour lunches. Now, I'm saying that because I was there. I started my business that way. I was working probably about eight hours a week, a hard eight hours a week. Not eight hours a day, eight hours a week because I had my own business. I had to make that transition. A timeless principle where you have to start to understand that priorities really make a difference. You can just get by or you can truly succeed. You make the decision. Nobody else can do that for you. Joe, we appreciate that. But I, I do want you to back up and, and tell us again about that punching a time card versus starting a, was it a time watch? Say, say that again for us. Yes, going from the punch card to the stopwatch. So you got people who work, got a difference between working on a sundial or working with a stopwatch. So you, people will do a task and because they get paid hourly, you know, they'll, they'll get it done and they'll get it done within the time frame it's specified, but they won't do any more than that. But then you look at the entrepreneur or the employee who owns their job like an entrepreneur, and they run their life on a stopwatch. They get things done because they need to get done. So when they're given the assignment, it's time to go. And they get it done with a matter of perfection and excellence that is second to none. True difference, same task done in two polar opposite ways. I love that. And I appreciate the fact that you, you don't not only talk about the entrepreneur, but the employee that acts like an entrepreneur. So one of my friends and mentors' names is Max Story. He's uh, the author of the Blue Collar Leadership Series. And he tells everyone that you have a customer, you are your own owner of your business, regardless of where you work, what you're doing, because you know I work for my boss and he pays me for what I do. So he's my customer. 
right? That's and right. If you look at it that way and you want to please people, you want to have them better understand how what it costs to do business and, 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 and that there's a payback and there's a payoff. And, and it's not just a matter of, of punching a time clock and, and making my age. You know, you hear that sometimes. So it's a situation where we need to recognize people are exchanging goods and services for talent. And that's what we all got to understand. You know, paper and money is and checks. It's, it's all about an exchange of services. That's, that stuff's useless. I mean, it's really only worth the value of the material. But we put a value on it because of our time and, and, and what, we, what we want from it and what it, what it helps us to do. So I love the fact that you said that not only entrepreneurs, but employees that act like entrepreneurs. When you get one of those, you, you've got a diamond in the rough. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Very well said. I'm going to back up because at the intro, I said something that I'm curious about. And I know my audience is going to be curious about. I understand what an executive director is. I understand what a coach is, but I'm going to need some explanation on this head bottle washer. (laughs) Yes, sir. After the first business, I started a second business and then a third business. What I do is I help people regain their lost revenue, particularly this year, close more business, get better appointments, get better leads. But the fact of the matter is, is that, like we we're just talking about, and entrepreneurs particularly, we're technicians. We love what we do, and we're good at it. So we wear a lot of hats. Once we take a step back, and we're no longer working in our business, but on our business, and you subsequently start to define every single role, because that's important. It's like you, for example. You've got people in many different roles. The idea is to put the right person in the right seat. Right now, as a solopreneur, an individual has to do a lot of different things. Well, executive director is the fancy one, the one that you want to put forward. That's the one on the business card. So when you go to the networking event, who are you? I'm the executive director. Shine, shine, shine. Understand that I wear all the hats in this particular business, which means on Thursdays, I'm head custodian, which means I got to take the trash out, which means every day, I'm the head bottle washer. It's a matter of service. We all have to take a step back. And it's about that gratitude. See, it's easy to go ahead and take and put that little uh, place card up and say, I'm the executive director. I'm the CEO. But are you serving your client with that title? Or is that something that you're going ahead and you're walking around strutting like a peacock? I believe that it's, it's important for all of us to understand it's not a placement that we we put ourselves in, we're here to serve. Whether it's, like you said, it's a value thing, whether you're an employee, our boss is our client. Are you going to give the boss 100% or is it 98 on some days and 75 on others? Do we as entrepreneurs give 100% every day? Or at Friday at 3.30, do we let that go to voicemail and take care of it on Monday? Sometimes it's, t- it's time to be the bottle washer and pick that phone up at 6.30 p.m. on a Friday. Why? Because our client needs us and it's our job to be the servant and not the servant, not to be the other way around. Does that make sense? It absolutely makes sense. And it, and it makes me think, you know, sometimes as an entrepreneur, we want to be served. We, we want to gain from the other party. 
and if, if we're not careful, we forget the, the idea is we are serving them. And then they'll be glad to serve us. They'll be glad when you, when you give them a value that is worthy of the exchange, you know, back to that exchange of services and, and, and financial value. Once you give what they need, they're more than willing to pay you for your services. And if right. you provide something that, that most people can't provide, they're willing to pay you more for your services. So that, that's, that's good stuff, man. I appreciate that. I, I do want to ask you another question. Though. I hear in this, uh, like myself, you have a lot of irons in the fire. <laughs> yeah. What is a strategy that you use for focus? Because I know with me, with the amount of things I'm doing, sometimes I'm like, you know what? I need to concentrate on these three items or these, this one item instead of volunteering for more stuff and, and, and gain, trying to do more things. So give us some ideas how you, uh, you got a lot going on. How do you focus when it's necessary? Number one, it's a gaining of clarity. Uh, that's, that's absolutely foremost. Uh, you and I have been taught that. I live it every day. Uh, you got to wake up in the morning and understand and know exactly what you want, when you want it, and why you want it. First off, you put your feet on the floor, you should know that. And if you don't, you should have it written down and revisit it. That way it's easy to put those things in perspective. Second thing that you were talking about was those different things because people will come to you because you're a leader. People see that from far off, your light is shining. You know, there's a lot of folks out there who could possibly do the job, but they're going to book and say, Brian can do that job. Let's go ask him to be the, uh, the executive director for this committee. Let's ask him to, you know, head this board. I can't remember who said it, but they said success is more about what you say no to than what you say yes to. And I'm sure you've heard that. If it's not bringing you closer to your goal, it's taking you farther away from your goal. And Joe Peachy says that all the time. I try to keep that in mind because the fact is, is that we only have so many hours in the day, but we need to be good stewards of our time. So when you've got a lot of brands in the fire, you need to understand that, yes, it's a good thing to be the, the, the head of that board and they're doing great works. But you know what? There's someone else who can do that job. If you're not doing the things that you are supposed to do, if you're not taking care of your company, your job, what you're tasked to do already, your calling. Well, who's going to do that while you're off taking care of something that someone else can do? That's great. And I think that clarity also, we need to think about alignment. So if what you're being asked to do, does it align with your goals? Is it, is it part of the big picture? And then the thing I've started learning to do, if someone asks me for a day of, of my time, on their committee, on their event or their whatever, I say, you know what, I'll gladly give you a day of my time in exchange for a day of your time because I've got things that I'm working on and I need help with. And, and if you're willing to, if we can trade off, then we can have an exchange. But if you only want my time, th th this is not working out so well. So for volunteering things, that's, that's, it's just, you get so many opportunities to volunteer. That right. it's that, that if, if, if they can if they have something to offer an organization I'm working with, then they'll say, you know, hey, I can help you. You can help me. Let, let's let's do an exchange. So I, I, and if they're not willing to do that, then, then we're not on the same page. So that, that's one Correct. way to filter through those opportunities. Correct. Correct. 
Well, Joe, we are right here about the 20 minute mark. I want to give you an opportunity to tell the listeners how they can get in contact with you, where they can find these services that you provide and just however you want to let them know, get in contact with you on social media. Here's your opportunity. Fantastic. Thank you. Well, you can find Canadian Meds and Canadian Meds Melbourne on Facebook, as well as Canadian Meds-Melbourne.com. And that's a dash, not an underscore. You can find me on LinkedIn, Joe Pons, that's P-O-N-D-S, like the cold cream, but no apostrophe, as well as our company, PondsConsulting.com. The best way, the easiest way, the most efficient way is to simply pick up the phone and call me. Area code 813-541-3994. You can call, text, email me at joe at PondsConsulting.com. Reach out, leave me a message. I will call you back. And I can uh, be a witness to that and a testimony of that. Joe has, every time I've talked to him, he's called back and responds very promptly. So thank you so much for your time today, Joe. For our listeners, I will leave all of that in our show notes. So if you didn't get a chance to write any of that down, never fear, it's going to be in the show notes. And uh, we appreciate you listening to the podcast today. I'm also going to make you aware that Live to Lead Virtual is going to be opening for the November session. So that's going to be a replay of these great speakers that we had in October at the simulcast. You can see the rebroadcast of it, and we'll put that in the link description as well. I want to remind you, as always, to build yourself and then build others. Thank you. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.